0: everybody and welcome to the glean podcast that's about 38 degrees outside dark cold and raining but it's warm in the house (laughs) but uh we're glad that you have uh took time out of your busy schedule to to join with us tonight as we discuss uh some of the things in god's word and we believe that if you'll Take what we discuss. uh, Don't just take our word for it. Search the scriptures yourself. Meditate on it. Pray on it. But I think you'll find that when you you do these things, these simple things that we're discussing, you'll see that serving God and living a a Christ-like life is not as hard as people make it out to be. Serving God is the easiest, most simple thing if you understand his grace, his mercy, his empowerment for us to live that life. And he, he don't leave us. He don't just say, here, go do it and push us out of the way. He, he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He's always right there with us. I, I thank God for the word. I thank God for uh, Jesus' finished work on the cross. And I thank God that he's seated at the right hand and left us the Holy Spirit to dwell individually on the each side of every one of us. And if we'll listen to him, his leading and guiding, he'll lead us in paths of righteousness. And it just, uh, it's just awesome. When you, when you surrender totally to God, quit worrying about the world and what the world thinks and what they say. What does God's word say? How does God's word, uh, want me to act? How does it want me to behave? It, it takes the stress off of, it and makes life easy but um what i was wanting to talk about a little bit tonight was especially coming up on christmas time uh you know i think and and then you know and i i say this a lot of times opening a podcast but when you look at what's going on in the world uh with with all these different things that society is trying to push down our throats they and they're trying to portray Christians as homophobes and bigots and racist and everything that we're not. They're trying to say that we are. And if, 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 you know, we live in a society now that if, if you don't agree with a certain narrative, then, you know, there's no discussion anymore. It's just, Oh, you're wrong. And you, yeah, everything you say is hate speech. When there is no hate speech in the word of God, everything that Jesus said, And everybody says, well, Jesus is not all in the word of God yet. Jesus is from Genesis all the way to Revelations. I told somebody uh, the other day, he's talking about, well, well, Jesus didn't say that. It ain't in red. I said, oh, yeah, he said it. I said, what he said in red is just him as an earthly being while he was here on earth. But I said, Jesus said it from uh, generation, Genesis all the way to Revelations. Because John says in the beginning was the word. The word was God. He was with God on down about what verse 13 it said, and the word became flesh and dwell among us. So Jesus is, this is him from Genesis all the way to revelations. But if we look at what's going on in the world, it's easy to, to, to have a burden. And that's what we want to talk about tonight is we were not created to carry heavy burdens. And the burden in itself, the the simple definition of burden is to carry. You know, uh, and a lot of times, you know, I know we we talk about worry and anxiety and fear, but when you look at those things, worry, anxiety, fear, depression, they are things that you actually take on and you carry. Mm -hmm. Because if you worry a whole lot or if you're fearful a whole lot, Or if you're depression, you deal with depression. You don't have the ability to look up because what your the weights you're carrying of the cares of the world, what's going on in the world, it pushes you down. It's a heavy weight, you know. And I remember, you know, growing up a lot of time working in the garden and doing different things or working in the yard. When you pick up a heavy sack of taters or a bag of fertilizer or something and throw it on your back. Or even building houses, you know, we throw packs of roofing on our bundles of roofing on our shoulder. You bend over why? Because that weight pushes you down, and it's the same way with the cares of the world. And God never meant for us to carry those burdens. He wants us to carry His burden, he, and and we're going to talk about that tonight. But you know, worrying about Christmas time because I know a lot of people live paycheck to paycheck and, and you know, in this economy, it's hard to save money. And, you know, I know, you know, cause I've been there before where at Christmas, you have to start figuring out who you're going to pay and whose presents are you going to buy and then who you're not going to pay. So you can buy those people's presents and then you'll get caught up at the first of the year and then you'll spend half the year playing catch up. Yeah. And then the next six months, you're trying to save money to do the whole process again when God said, don't put that burden on you. Because those burdens, not only do they weigh you down, but they cause you to lose sleep at night. They cost you your peace, which peace is the most valuable thing that I believe is a person that we can have. Because walking in this world, the Bible says that we're in the world, but we're not of it. We don't get saved and just get pulled into a little Christian corner and we don't have to be in. We still have to be in the world. We still have to deal with people. We have to deal with our government. We have to work jobs. We have to provide for our families. We have to get our kids in school, make sure their grades are good. Then you got the whole process of dealing with what's going on in our school systems. You know, all these things can weigh a person down to the point that they uh, it's not healthy. And the the text scripture that we're going to talk about tonight is found in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. And starting with verse 28, he says, Come to me, all you that labor and are of heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and gentle. And lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Why? For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And I, I think that, you know, if you just think about that, he's saying, don't take on the cares of the world, just take on me. Mm. And when you take on Christ in his nature, those burdens can't stay on you because you're walking in him. And in him, the Bible says there's fullness of joy. He gives you peace. It passes all understanding, you know. So when you do that, it makes what you're carrying pretty easy. And um, I think Josh has got the amplified version of this. Before we go any further, I want him to read the amplified version. It goes in and gives a little more detail. You got that, Josh?
1: Oh, yeah. All right.
0: And it says this, come to me, all who are weary and heaven burdened. And it says, I like this, by religious rituals that provide no peace. Mm-hmm. and I will give you rest, refreshing your soul with salvation. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Follow me as my disciple, for I'm gather, uh, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest. In rest, this means renewal, blessed, quiet for your souls. In verse 34, my yoke is easy to bear, and my burden is light. Yeah, that's good. But um, it just gives you understanding that, you know, like we've been there, if you just give it to God, trust Jesus, then it it just makes everything easy and you have rest. So starting there, let's start, I guess, you know, we'll start again. We'll just kind of maybe break these three scriptures down a little bit. But when it says, come unto me, all you who labor and are of heavy laden, and I will give you rest, you know, I know there sometimes it's uh, like it was talking about in Amplified, uh, it's talking, especially at this time period, was it was talking about the rituals from the Pharisees and Sadducees. Because sometimes, and I know people that's like this, if you're not careful, you can get so caught up in uh, the law. And how you serve God, and, and if you got to do A, B, C, and D, and have I got this box checked, and did I do this right, did I, that it becomes more of an obligation, which then becomes labor and becomes heavy. You know, what's your, your take on, on what he's saying there?
2: Well, it's like you said, and what Josh read out of the Amplified, you know, uh, it it. In other words, to simp- just to simplify it, it's a, uh, a burden is a weight, mm-hmm. you know, and it can come from uh, a lot of different sources. Right. Uh, like you said, in that day, you know, the Pharisees and all, uh, they, you know, press people to uh, keep the law, mm-hmm. and uh, they, they also, uh, you know, would add their own uh Laws, right? That they couldn't even keep themselves, themselves
1: you right? Know?
2: And but they was requiring other people to keep it, and uh, you know, as you uh, mentioned at the beginning, uh, I had this this thought. Uh, you know, some people say, "Well, it's so hard to live the Christian life."
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, if you compare it to living for the devil. <laughs> It, it's easier, <laughs> yeah. Cause uh, you know, for 25 years of my life, I lived for the devil, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, it it was hard. The Bible says the way of the transgressor is hard, yeah. And so uh, when Jesus, you know, when you have Him, like you said, in your heart and in your life, uh, and the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, that comes to dwell in us and you know that's how Christ dwells in us yeah. is in the person of the holy spirit or to say it this way the spirit of Christ.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Romans chapter uh, 8 and verse 11 says that if any man have not the spirit of Christ he's none of his. Right. So and and the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us. Mm-hmm. So you know the holy spirit will always lead us in the right path. Mm-hmm. I I learned early in my Christian walk, uh, you know, how, how to listen, uh, uh, you know, and how, how to follow the leading of the Holy spirit. Right. Uh, you know, I would hear people say, make comments about the Bible said this and the Bible said that. And uh, it, you know, I, Young in the Lord, I, I didn't know enough to really, you know, say y- yes or no either way. But there'd be something right down on the inside here, mm-hmm. you know, like it was just uh, kind of uneasy, you know. And I would hear that still, small voice. I mean, it wasn't thunder and lightning right. and all that, uh, you know. It Just that still, small voice down on the inside uh, would... Be saying that's wrong. Don't follow that. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, when I would get home, I would search it out in the scriptures, and sure enough, what he, what that still small voice told me, uh, was right. Mm-hmm. You know, and then vice versa. I've heard other things said. You know that the Bible said, and I, there same. I didn't know enough about it to know one way or the other. But it was like it, right in that, same, right down in you, mm-hmm. we, we call it our, our, our belly.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: but what he's really referring to is the very core yeah. or center of our being. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, uh, but right down in here, it'd be like that, uh, just a good, smooth feel. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd hear that same still, small voice. Say that's right. Follow that. Mm-hmm. And again, I didn't know enough, you know, about the scriptures to say one way or the other. But I'd go search it out, right? You know, uh, and find out, Well, that's right. That there, there it is. There, that's what the Bible says. You know. <clears throat> and so, uh, I learned at an early age, in other words, not to swallow. As the old saying is, everything that comes down the pipe.
1: Right. You yeah.
2: Know, just because somebody said, thus saith the Lord, or yeah. uh, this, the Bible says this. Uh, I, I mean, I, I wanted to listen to people, hear what they had to say, but I would always check out what they were saying uh, mm-hmm. with the word, and, yeah. and you know, whether it was right or wrong. And I'd listen. You know, God, uh, God will speak. I, I believe God speaks all the time, We just don't get in a position to to hear hear him a lot of times, you know, but I believe God is always trying to teach us, uh, to guide us in the way that we're, uh, walking, you know, things that we're, uh, doing that might not necessarily, uh, be sin, but it could be something that would harm us Mm -hmm. down the road, you know? And, uh, you know, it's just like in the natural as a father, uh, you know, when you and Philip was growing up and I would see y'all doing things that, uh, you know, I knew if you kept going that way, right. you was going to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. It was going to cause you harm. And, uh, <clears throat> of course I, I've done a lot of hollering a lot of, <laughs> a lot of times when I shouldn't have, but I was learning. And uh, But I would try to steer you in a direction, you know, that would uh, lead you into the way Christ would Mm -hmm. have you to go. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, (laughs) I've heard them say this, uh, well, if you try to be a Christian and live like the Bible says, uh, you know, you you can't have no fun. Oh, (laughs) oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. I, I tell I tell people and I you've heard me say it, you know, from the pulpit, uh I double dog dare you yeah. to have more fun than <clears throat> I do. That's it's right. fun to serve yeah. God. Yeah. As mm-hmm. I said a while ago, the Bible says it's the way of the transgressor. Yeah. The sinner mm-hmm. that's hard. And so it's uh, easier, <laughs> you know, to strive to live for Jesus. Yeah. You know, and uh, I, I have fun. I, you know, I went to ball games. I went swimming. Mm-hmm. I pitched horseshoes. Yeah, I, I, I'd uh, go hunting. You mm-hmm. know, back in those days, and uh, do do things that uh, you know you always mm-hmm. uh, as young boys enjoy doing. Uh, you know, uh, God don't mean when when He talks about us living a holy life, living right. Uh, that we we can't have no fun, right? That makes it more fun, yeah. Because you're at peace, you're not burdened down with anything. Mm-hmm. You you're not burdened down with sin. And boy, I'm telling you what, you get burdened down with sin. That that's a hard place to be. You
0: get what I call it, sin
1: sick.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I I know uh, you know in the uh, the book of Ephesians it talks about you know, there was a time when we were, n- uh, no people,
1: mm-hmm. you
2: know, but we have been made nigh by the blood of Jesus, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, you know, I, I tried, uh, I, you know, I like a lot of people. I thought I had to do certain things mm-hmm. before God would accept me, Yeah. you know, but, the you know, and, uh, even in that day and, and, uh, you know, that you was reading there, uh, you know, they they thought they had to do a lot of good work. Yeah. You know, and that, that would get them into the kingdom of heaven. But the book of Ephesians chapter 2, uh, verse 8, 9, and 10, uh, it talks about for by grace are you saved through faith. Mm-hmm. It is a gift of God. Right. Not of work. Mm-hmm lest any man should boast. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, we, we cannot do enough good things to merit or to earn our salvation. It's a free gift. Yeah. And the only thing you can do about a gift is receive it. Yeah. And so when you understand that, in other words, I couldn't do enough of good things for God to save me. Right. I thought if I quit drinking so much, I quit cursing mm-hmm. so much, or as we say, cussing,
0: yeah, we know? in the South,
2: <laughs> uh, you know. But uh, and uh, and I try to do some good deeds, you know, yeah. and maybe God could save me. But uh, that that wasn't what He was after. Mm-hmm. He was after my heart, you know. Yeah. And uh, so finally, I, when I gave up, I just said, Lord, I I, I got burdened down with sin.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I, I know what it is to be, as you said, sin sick. Yeah, uh, That's the awfulest. It's miserable. <laughs> miserable <laughs> feeling I've ever had in my entire life. Mm-hmm. And it's been this past uh, May the 27th, been 50, 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's more than 50 years now ago. And I can still remember.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, uh, it, it, it's the awfulest place in the world to be and even after we become a Christian if we fail if we make a mistake and we're gonna make some you know Mm -hmm. there's, there's none of us perfect by any means but we should strive to do right yeah you know to obey God but uh you know you 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 get it it's like a weight pressing on you yeah it's like you said you know when you put that uh sack of fertilizer or whatever yeah. it is on your shoulder. Uh, and you go, it's, it's pushing down on you. And you know, you, you can't take that, but so long, uh-uh. or, yeah. you know, it's, it's going to drive you crazy. And so I always, uh, you know, uh, like to use the example of you walking along carrying a heavy load, you know, you burden down with different things, uh, and I'm, and I'm using a, a physical, right. a natural, physical example, but it's spiritual too. Uh, you know, how you you get things in your life that's not right, and you know you're not doing right, and you're under conviction and mm-hmm. all of that, and it it's like a weight upon you. And, uh, you know, uh, like talking about the things that we're, Witnessing today in our society, Uh, I've—I mean, ever since I've you know started studying the Bible and especially uh, about the end times, you know, the last days, and I believe we're in the last days. Uh, Matter of fact, the day of Pentecost was the beginning Beginning. of the last days. Yep. But we're in the (laughs) last of the last days, you know. And uh, I've heard some people say we, uh, you know, are in the last hour, or uh, in the like using a football game, mm-hmm. we're in the fourth quarter, and some even said we're in the two minute
0: two minute warning warning. Yeah, you know. Yeah,
2: and uh, I, I believe that we're getting that close because everything the Bible describes of how it's going to be in the end times we are seeing right. on a daily basis mm-hmm. in on the, the news and, uh, you know, on television and everywhere. Uh, and if you, you know, if you study those things, I I could not years ago, I could not in my mind imagine our society getting like it is today. Right. You know, mm-hmm. the, and, and I, I don't want people to think that I'm, you know, trying to, uh, You know, condemn anybody or uh, anything like that. But, you know, uh, men trying to be women, women trying to be men, uh, you know, and can't decide if they're this. Gender. They said how many? Ninety something.
0: I think ninety-seven got different. 90, 96 I think was the last yeah, different.
2: Yeah, something like that. Different gender.
0: Kind of genders or
2: yeah, whatever. Pro- you designed designed or
0: whatever they yeah. If
2: you wanted to be a cat hogwash. Or, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. If you wanted to be a cat or a yeah. dog or something like yeah, yeah. You no, know, it's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's exactly what the Bible said. Yeah. And uh, that's enough to burden somebody, mm-hmm. you know. And especially, you know, as a parent uh, and a grandparent, you know, you you got children, you got grandchildren, and we we've got great grandchildren now, yeah. uh, you know. And and I I am concerned about them, but not to the point. I mean, we have to be concerned about our loved ones, and we want them to. Find the same peace, yep. the same joy, the same contentment, the same blessings of serving God as we have found. Yeah. That you can have fun serving God. Oh yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And you're at peace. You you've not lied about anybody. You've not stole from anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you've not run around with anybody's wife or anything yeah. like that, you know. Uh, at you you can enjoy life. Yeah, uh, I remember a time uh, when you know y'all were young, and of course uh, we we would get a one week vacation, and we'd mm-hmm. go to the beach for three or four days, whatever we thought we could afford. You know, back in those days. Uh, but uh, and then somebody you know from the church. Uh, I noticed this person started being standoffish mm-hmm. to, to me, you know, and I thought, well, I, I don't know that I have done anything, you know, to him. If I, if I have and I see what, you know, if he'll tell me what it is, mm-hmm. I'll make it right. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, so finally I went to this person and asked him, I said, uh, you know, have, have I done something you know, to you, uh, to, you know, to cause, uh, you to be, uh, you know, heard or, uh, you know, you, you kind of standoffish. I, right. I just wondering, have I done something? Mm-hmm. And what they was upset with me about is cause I took y'all to the beach, Right. you know, and, uh, you know, said down there with uh, all them people, half neck talking about girls yeah. you know and I said that's not why I went to the beach no nah. I said I didn't spend my days out on the beach seeing how many yeah. uh, women I could look at right. you know I said you know God created uh, these things uh, the mountains uh, you know yeah. and places for us to enjoy mm-hmm. you know and uh to see his the beauty of his creation, you know. And uh, I I just asked that person, I said, well, do you go to the mountains? He said, well, yeah. He said, I love the mountains. I said, well, do you stay in a hotel?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, yeah. I said, well, does that hotel have a swimming pool? Well, yeah, most of them do. And I said, well, does any women go in swimming out there while you out there? And he kind of, <laughs> yeah, head, you know. and, uh, you know, uh, it, it's all, you can make sin out of anything. Yeah. It, it's, it's the attitude that you have towards it, you know, but, uh, you know, you, you, uh, you can't become so critical of everything. So stiff necked uh, yeah. you know, just. uh, and and I don't even like they call it religious. Yeah, you know I I don't even like that word. I don't either because that's what's wrong. Yeah, is it, is you know uh, most churches all they all they have is a religion. Yeah, they don't have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. They think because they have give money or maybe they're. Uh, grandparents and their parents grew up in a church and they grew up in that church. And that makes them a Christian. Yeah. You know, uh, it's like uh, Kenneth Hagan used to say, you can sleep in a garage, but that don't make you a motor. <laughs> right. <field,"> you <laughs> yeah. Know. You have to have a personal relationship mm-hmm. with Christ. Yeah. These things. And when you, you know, when you have that relationship with Christ, and you accept him as your personal savior. You can you believe in your heart. You confess him with your mouth. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was talking to somebody today, and I gave them that scripture. Uh, you know, in Philippians chapter two, verses nine and ten. Uh, you know that it said, "Wherefore God has highly exalted him." Talking about Christ, right? And uh, give him a name that is ab- above every name mm-hmm. and that at the name of Jesus, yeah. every knee yeah. shall bow yeah. of beings in heaven, mm-hmm. of beings in the earth and beings under the earth. Right. In other words, on the day of judgment, every knee yeah. will bow mm-hmm. to the name of Jesus. That's right. Every knee. Every knee. And it says, and every knee
1: tongue.
2: Mm-hmm. Atheists, agnostics. Don't
0: matter. Yep.
2: Non-believers or believers, but they just hadn't never done anything with yeah. I believed in Christ. I, yeah. I don't ever remember not believing. But I was lost mm-hmm. until I confessed him mm-hmm. out of my mouth and out of my heart. I believed in him. I believed he is the son of God. Mm-hmm. I believe he gave his life on the cross. Right. I believe he shed his blood. I believe he was buried. And on the third day, I believe he rose again from the dead and he's alive. And I know he's alive because he lives on the inside of me. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. And uh, so uh, I have that peace that this scripture is talking about. hmm And uh, I've heard it said this way, every human being, it don't matter what part of the world they're from, every human being has a God-shaped hole inside. Mm -hmm. And uh, the only one, or a a God-shaped hole, Mm -hmm. and the only thing that can ever fill that hole, that emptiness on the inside, is God. Yeah. I mean, it'd be like, uh, you know, doing all these different uh, works and things that uh, the Pharisees were demanding out of people, the religious, you know, uh, to to show you how religious they were is just like Jesus performing a miracle on the Sabbath day. Yeah. And they'd say, they seek six Six days that you could come and get healed. yeah, but he like it, it's against the law to get healed yeah. on the yeah. Sabbath day mm-hmm. you know but uh you know it uh I know we had talked about it just recently about uh you know if we uh, w- do any servile work mm-hmm. on on the Sabbath day, we've sinned yeah well, then every preacher.
1: Every preacher that preaching. preaches
2: the gospel sins on the Sabbath mm-hmm. or Sunday, whichever day they yeah. observe, uh, because you're working. Yep, our work, yeah. is to preach the gospel. Our yeah. calling is to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. and I mean that's not all of it, but right. that's a big part of it. Yeah, you know, and uh, but uh, in other words, they they were so uh, religious, you mm-hmm. know, so strict. On, on keeping every little thing till it put bondage on people, mm-hmm. you know. And Christ came to make us free, not yeah. to bind us up where mm-hmm. we was afraid to do anything, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, But that peace that came on the inside has been there ever since. Right. Even when I miss it, that, you know, Jesus never left me. Even when I sinned, Jesus never left me. Now, he was, uh, sometimes he would speak stern to you. Uh, Sometimes, uh, but sometimes he was so gentle. Right. You know, saying, now, son, you know what you said or what you did was not right. Yeah. Repent of that. Don't do that. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: So gentle, you know. And then there's times when he said, boy, you better straighten your <laughs> yeah. act up. Yeah. You know, you better get things right. Mm-hmm. I remember, uh, you know, when they were building the church here, I- I'll share this and then I'll hush for a while. <laughs> uh, uh, when they were building the church building here, and, uh, you know, they had uh, got some beam steel beams up and, uh, things and then they, uh, the guy that was uh, in charge of it, he said we're going to have to pull off for a couple of weeks to finish the job, and then we'll come back. Mm-hmm. So, well, s- several weeks went by and they hadn't come back, and then, uh, you know, a few more, a couple months had went by and they hadn't come back, and we uh, called them, and oh yeah, we'll be there first thing Monday morning. Monday morning come and went and they ain't still ain't mm. and several months went by and they hadn't come back and I remember I could show you right over close to the water fountain was uh, where I was walking mm. back and forth ringing my lord what are we gonna do what are we gonna do and and what I was doing is I was taking on that care that burden that worry yeah uh you know and uh, I said you know, that man's a lying to us. He's not telling us the truth. And and I was just a ringing, Lord, what are we going to do? Just pacing back and forth, you know. And uh, finally, the Lord spoke to me. I heard it right down here in, in my spirit. He said, what are you doing? And I started through the same <laughs> thing, yeah. you know, telling him because I didn't think he heard me right. the first time. yeah. <laughs> you know? And uh, so I went through the same thing again, you know, about his lying to us. He wasn't keeping his end of the bargain, and he wasn't doing this, and he wasn't doing that. What are we going to do? And uh, we need this building finished. We need to get it going. And uh, he spoke again the second time. He said, what are you doing? Well, you know, I'm brilliant. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so I said, I thought he didn't understand, so I started again Mm -hmm. telling him all this stuff, you know. And the third time he spoke, he was a little bit stern. Uh He said, I said, what are you doing? Well, that got my attention. I stopped right in my tracks. Uh, I said, I'm worrying, ain't I? He said, stop it. Mm-hmm. don't do it no more. I said, yes, sir. I said, i tell you what I'm going to do, just like I'm going to tell yeah, him something. Yeah. But, but I meant it from my heart. I said, i am I tell you, Lord, what I'm going to do. I'm casting the care of this thing over on you. I'm casting this burden over on you. Mm-hmm. I'm releasing it. Yeah. I said, if these beams rust down, and the wind blows the rust away. Mm-hmm. I refuse to worry about it one more second. Right? He said, "That's what I want you to do." Yeah. I said, "Okay." I said, "It's yours." Hmm. Well, when I done that, everything started falling, falling in, in place. From wasn't long till we had had it done. I done all that worrying and carrying that burden for nothing. Yeah. That you wasn't meant to carry. It just wearing me out. Yeah. you know. Yeah. And so
0: uh, I'll be quiet. Uh, well, I, just backing up a little bit to what you was mm-hmm. we was talking about earlier, where you know we're saved. It that's a gift. Yeah, you don't have to work for a gift. It's it's freely given. Mm-hmm. But so many people, well, they know that God maybe's dealing with them. There may be some watching this uh, podcast, and you've laid at bed at night. Mm-hmm whether you're not saved or whether you've saved and maybe walked away from God. Mm -hmm. Well, if, if I can quit drinking, I I can start going to church. Jesus will accept me. Or if I don't cuss as much, you know, how many people have you heard? I know I've heard it, Mm -hmm. you know, well, I got to get a few things right before I, Mm -hmm. God will accept me, Mm -hmm. you know? And what they're doing is they're taking works to get to Jesus when Jesus is a free gift yeah. and people say, well, yeah, but why do we have to do works? The works are a demonstration of the outward work of what Jesus done on the inside. Yeah. If, if he come in and change my life, I will to deserve him. So I'm going to do what he did. And that in turn will draw people to him so that they can receive that free gift. But what happens with people is, you know, uh, they try to get all this done, I got to get all this done, be a better person, and God will accept me. And that becomes a burden. Mm-hmm. And like, you you know, there's a time where I, I, I'm going to quit cussing. Well, I'd cuss 10 times as much Work. as i yeah. yeah. You know, or if it was, I'm going to quit drinking. Well, I drank 10 times worse. Mm-hmm. I ain't going to smoke no more. I'd smoke that much more. It didn't matter. The harder I tried to quit yeah. in my own flesh, in my nature, the worse I got. So then what did that become? It become a burden. Yeah. It weighed me down to where I felt, well, God will never accept me. I'm never going to get this right. I'm never going to make it. Mm. You know, and then on the flip side of that, too, it may be some people's watching, uh, you know, in any office, at, at some point in time, I dare say that there's anybody out there in your Christian walk has not walked away from it like you should have stayed in it. Mm-hmm. You you. We don't like the word, but backslid. Mm-hmm. We've just, you know, even preachers are backslid. We we mm-hmm. can preach every day, but it's called going through the motions. Mm-hmm. But we've lost that hunger. And then we get, we'll lay in the bed at night and, uh, and we get that condemnation. Mm-hmm. Right, you, there you are preacher and you, you just, you ain't doing nothing. Your church ain't growing weight. Well. Nobody's a liking it. Nobody tell you how good you preach Sunday. Mm-hmm. You, you're terrible. All these things, and then people, well, you know what you've done. You you can't go to church. Look what you've done Friday night. Mm-hmm. You was at a club Friday night, You and you shouldn't be at a club. But if you did, mm-hmm. God is accepting you the way you are. He's going to change you. But what happens is we turn it into a burden. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says, therefore, now there's no condemnation in mm-hmm. those. It's not condemnation. If God's dealing with you, it's conviction yeah. and conviction. All conviction does is says, Hey, get that burden off your shoulders. I'm telling you what you're doing is wrong. Repent of it and cast the care on me. Let me worry about it. You know, and, and I get tickled too is people worry. Christians will worry. And then they'll worry about worrying because they'll worry. And then they'll get mad at themselves or the, the enemy will come in and they'll condemn, well, I ain't supposed to be worrying. And here I'm worrying. Well, what kind of Christian am I? They've added an extra burden on top of the burden.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So the devil will, the devil don't mind you being a Christian. He just don't want you to be a successful one. That's right. You know, and, and that's why what Jesus was saying here, the Sadducees and Pharisees, and even in the, the doctrines or denominations we have now, they've done the same thing by focusing so much on the law and you can't do this and you can't do that. You know, I mean, used to, you, you couldn't wear uh mate. Women couldn't wear makeup. Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, I, uh, like, what was it? Kenneth Hagan said, even old barn needs a fresh coat of paint every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing wrong with makeup. Yeah. Yeah. you know uh, men had to wear their hair couldn't have it below your ears women couldn't have their hair short mm-hmm. women had to wear dresses women couldn't wear men's pants all this legalistic ritual stuff becomes such a burden that it made who could serve God you know and and I what Jesus is saying that that stuff and you know Jesus went on about as far as people that so caught up on the law mm. well we got the law well he said, I got a new commandment, mm-hmm. you know, and that was love, love one another. Love your neighbor as yourself. The first one he said was <clears throat> love the Lord God with all your heart. <clears throat> love your neighbor as yourself on these two hang all the law. Well, when I do that, I'm hanging that burden on the love of Christ. And as long as I, I love Jesus with all my heart and I love my neighbor, it takes that burden of trying to do all these things. A, B, C, and D, I mean, you go to the law, and when you had to have the the sacrifice for a sin, yeah, I'm a, you know how big a livestock barn I'd have to have? <laughs> and then when I went to sacrifice an animal because of what I had done, maybe I'd said something I shouldn't have said, and I got to go sacrifice, I would have to go get another one, because probably when I'd sacrifice in that one, I'd lose my temper and mess up again. Mm-hmm. And you know that's the way they try to make it. Even nowadays, with the law, is man, you can't serve God. It's impossible. And if you do serve Him, it's miserable. Mm-hmm. And that's where that condemnation and the burden, that worrying about worrying, it's a double. That's where all that comes from. And and sometimes I think maybe Jesus is is sitting up there at the right hand of the Father, and I think sometimes He just puts His hand on His head and shakes his head, going. Y'all, it's not that hard. Mm-hmm. If you just give yourself to me, yeah. cast your care on me, I'll take it, but you got to give it to me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I could come and you could be carrying something and I could see you going down the road and maybe you've been over. You've been and I could say, well, well, dad, here, let me get that. I, I'm I'm younger, a <laughs> little stronger. I'm, You know, I, let me carry that. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I got it. No, I, I got it. No, dad, let me. You're tired. You, no, well. See, I can't do nothing about it unless you say, well, here, take it. Yeah. If you don't release that, whatever you're carrying to me for me to help you, there's nothing. And it's the same way with our walk with God. If we don't release, and a lot of times we'll, "Well, I'm going to cast that care on Jesus. I cast my care. And as soon as we cast it to him and turn around 10 minutes later, we've took it back from him. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's one thing I've seen a lot through the years, Uh, you know, have people to, you know, if they burdened or, mm-hmm. you know, got something uh, in their life that they knows not right and want to make things right. The Bible, you know, in First Peter 5, 7 says, cast the whole of your care upon mm-hmm. him for he cares for you watchfully. I believe that's amplified. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the King James just simply said, you know, cast all your care upon Him because He cares for you. And uh, they'd come to the altar. I mean, I believe they were sincere, right? You know, but you know, you can be sincere and still miss it. Oh
1: yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: and they would come to the altar, and sometimes I might would ask them, you know, is is there something that uh, specific you want me to pray with you about, or uh, it, you know? Do, do, are you just wanting to, uh, you know, make things right with God or whatever? And, uh, they'd, you know, they'd tell me. And so sometimes I would pray with them. Sometimes uh, they'd pray. And, you know, you could see them there weeping at the altar. Mm-hmm. And then they'd get up and go back to their seat. And even before you dismiss the service, you see them wringing their hands again. Just don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. Just don't know what I'm. Well, if you've given it to God leave it with him yeah and we used to in the baptist church you know where i grew up uh they would sing a song take your burden to the lord and leave it there Mm -hmm. leave it there leave it there take your burden to the lord and leave it there the problem was they was taking it up to the altar but then like you said they'd pick it up and carry it back to the pew with yeah and so it, it didn't do any good but uh you know, as he said, there's, there's not any works. In other words, we we can't do anything as far as our own individual self. Right. There's no work that we can do that will uh, that will cause us to be saved. Right. In Titus chapter three verse five, I thought of that when you was talking about that just a moment ago. He said, "It's not by works of righteousness." Which we have. Right. But according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed on us abundantly. Praise God. Mm
1: -hmm. Through
2: Jesus Christ, our Savior, that being justified by his grace, the simplest definition for justification or just being justified is just if I'd mm-hmm. in, in other words that breaking that word down when we accept Christ just as a free gift
1: mm-hmm.
2: that he's offered, I Lord I've done everything I do I't can't, I can't do it. I'm giving myself to you. if you can do anything with me here I am. Mm -hmm. And that's what he's waiting on. And through his forgiveness and through his blood, our sins are washed away, and it's just if I'd never sinned. Right. You see? Yep. And uh, that's what justification means. And by his grace, in other words, we didn't earn it, his his unmerited favor. Mm -hmm. And we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life And notice verse 8, this is a faithful saying. Mm -hmm. That means if you need to pay attention, real good attention to it. This is a faithful saying, and these things I will that thou affirm constantly. Right. That they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable. Unto men. right. So in Ephesians 2, mentioned a while ago in verses 8 and 9, he said, for by grace are we saved through faith. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And then verse 10 says, we are his workmanship, Mm -hmm. created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which he has before ordained before the foundation of the world. So once, and I think you hit that a while ago, once we are saved, then the good things that come from our life should be evidence of the inward working of grace mm-hmm. that has taken place in our life.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think another thing you had talked about a little bit a while ago, too, you you had, we were, you know, we were talking about worry, and you said, I wasn't worried, but concerned, and we have if there we have to separate the difference. Some people I think try to blur that mm-hmm. there, if you're not concerned, then you don't have a you don't have a heart yeah you don't have you, you don't have any compassion. You, you can't you know to say that things don't concern you, you, you you'd be blind and heartless. yeah well that's not of God. Yeah. yeah. Even Jesus was concerned if he wasn't, he wouldn't have said if there's any way with this cup pass, please. He yeah. was concerned and, and about going to the cross mm-hmm. because he, he said he prayed till his sweat became drops of blood. That's, mm-hmm. that's a big concern, Yeah, but we have to understand we can get concerned, but being concerned is not taking it to the point that it now weighs me down mm-hmm. that it, it, permeates every thought every waking moment of my day is is consumed and my attitude my outward appearance how I conduct is not is not uh affected by my concern yeah. you see worry will affect all of that but now when I'm concerned what do I do i don't stay constantly concerned because of my concern, I know that I have a father Mm -hmm. that I can go to and I can go boldly. And I know when I make a petition, I make my request known that he hears it. That's me casting that concern, that care over to him so that it does not become a burden,
2: Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, uh, you know, that, like you said, that's where a lot of people, in other words, uh, it's natural for us to have a concern for lost souls. Yeah. Uh, like you said, we I don't know how you can know Jesus and not care about other people's soul. Right. You know, that was really the heartbeat of God. Mm-hmm. That's why he sent Jesus. Yeah. It's because of the souls of mm-hmm. men and women and boys and girls mm-hmm. for humanity. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Jesus, a lot of times would look upon the multitudes, and it said he was moved with compassion, compassion. because he would see their need. Mm-hmm. He would see their struggle. He would see what they were going through and he, that compassion, that concern would move him,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know? Uh, so yes, it, it's all right to, you know, have, uh, Compassion for lost souls. Uh, I, you know, I, I believe I can honestly say that I, I don't have an enemy in the world, Mm-mm. as far as I'm concerned. Now, there right. might be some people that don't like me. Yeah. Uh, I don't. You know, I'm sure they are, but uh, I, I don't hate anybody. Mm-mm. I, I, I wouldn't wish hell on my worst enemy. No. And. Even with all this corruption and crookedness that's going on in our politics, <laughs> you know, our political system.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I mean, it's it's obvious. You'd have to be totally blind not to see it, right? And see what's going on. And uh, it's so corrupt. Uh, it, it's it's rotten to the core, if, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, but uh, you know. I, I'm concerned, yeah, because of the direction that it's taken yeah. our nation. Yeah, and uh, I think about uh, you know, uh, well, uh, you know, all people really, but as I think about my own family. Mm-hmm. You know, my children, my grandchildren. Uh, my, got two young great-grandchildren coming along. Uh, what if Jesus tarries His coming? What what's gonna happen to them? What kind of yeah. world are mm-hmm. they gonna live in? Yeah, and uh, you know, and uh, yet, you know, like you said, we can't allow that to the point that uh, you know that it becomes such a burden to us that we can't do anything. Right. You know, we 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 there's a point where you have to release it to Jesus, and I believe that's what he would talking about in Matthew there, mm-hmm. it said, you know, come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Right. You know, uh, so he said, uh, and this is going on a little bit further, he said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Yep. In other words, the more we learn of Jesus, and the only way is through His Word. It's through
1: His Word, and a right.
2: relationship with Him. Mm-hmm. You know, the more we learn about Him and learn who He is and what He is and what He does, uh, you know, uh, that that we can learn, you know, to avoid a lot of these things. Right. You know, and not uh, don't ever stop praying for the lost or praying. You know, He tells us to pray the Lord of the Harvest that he had send laborers into the harvest. Mm-hmm. Sometimes uh, he might send somebody else to be the laborer. Sometimes he might tell you go yourself yeah. and be the laborer, mm-hmm. you know, but, uh, and you obey whatever he said. But notice, you see, his yoke is easy. Mm-hmm. He's not going to ask you to do something that is so big and so yeah. awesome that you can't stand it. right? And again, you know, I don't mean this against this individual, and I'm not going to say who it is because it's nobody's business. (laughs) But I'm just using it as an example that uh, this person that, uh, you know, was kind of in the fellowship of people that we used to fellowship with, and uh, they passed away. And it was a, a lady. And, uh, you know, she was kind of a leader among women. Uh, and uh, they, they said the reason she died was because her calling was so heavy she couldn't bear it. No, that's mm-hmm. not right. God will never require anything yep. of you or ask you to do anything mm-hmm. that he don't give you the grace to sustain you mm-hmm. and to keep you. Yeah. You see, but I, you know, you can't say a whole lot cause you, you just make people mad, <laughs> but, but yeah. sometimes I think they need to be made mad. And he said, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. In other words, if you get yoked up with Christ, uh, yeah, you you can be persecuted. Mm -hmm. The matter of fact, in Timothy, uh, the Apostle Paul said, "They that uh, live godly in Christ will suffer
1: Mm -hmm. persecution." Yeah,
2: and in Mark's Gospel, the fourth chapter, the parable of the sower Mm -hmm. talks about you know the seed is the word of God. And, uh, you know, he went out and sowed the seed and among, you know, the people. And then he explained it. Yeah. And he said, you know, uh, those that were, uh, some, some fell on stony ground. Yeah. You know, fell by the wayside, in other words. Mm-hmm. And he said, immediately, mm-hmm. with an-, it says, Annan, with joy. In other words, mm-hmm. gladly, mm-hmm. they received it. And you know, mm-hmm. and was happy about it. Yeah, said, Boy, look what we have. Heard. Yeah, look what we found. But it said, Because they had no depth mm-hmm. of root, yeah, in them. Mm-hmm. When persecution arose for the word's sake, mm-hmm. they were offended. Yeah, yeah, you know, some people get offended at the word, yeah, uh, you know. And uh, that's why we have to grow spiritually and mature mm-hmm. so that, uh, you know, we can handle the Word of God with wisdom. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, I, you're not going to offend me with the Word if you preach it right. Right. You know? Yeah. And really, I'm not going to take offense anyway because it God says it's wrong, uh, you know, and uh, so we're not to take offense, but... That don't mean I have to listen to it or that I have to agree with it.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: But uh, then he said, I am meek Mm -hmm. and lowly in heart. That word meek don't mean weak. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. I had a fella to tell me one time, he said, you know what your problem is? I said, what? He said, you too meek. I said, "Well, thank you for that compliment." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know the Bible. Mm-hmm. The Bible said, "The meek shall inherit the earth." Yeah, <laughs> you know it said, "The meek uh, shall eat," <laughs> and uh, you know, be satisfied.
1: Uh-huh.
2: And uh, so, and the and the Scripture says over in Numbers chapter twelve that Moses was very meek. Yeah, and look, Moses led a nation out of bondage and he was the meekest of all men
0: and who who wrote <laughs> that he was the meekest of all men yeah. <laughs> Moses yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. and uh, so you know uh, being meek it, it really means that you are a type of person that you will humble yourself you you don't get lifted up in pride mm-hmm. you know and uh, I've seen some people, you know, look at what somebody else did, it, and it was wrong, but they'd say, Boy, I'm sure glad I'm not like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I wouldn't do that for nothing. Yeah. But the Bible said if you see a brother overtaken, and this means sistering too, mm-hmm. <laughs> <you know>, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you see a brother overtaken in a fault, you, which are spiritual, mm hmm. In other words, mature. Yeah. Go to such a one in the spirit of meekness.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: In other words, you you better humble yourself Mm -hmm. before you go to them. Mm -hmm. And go to them in the spirit of meekness and restore such a one. Mm -hmm. And consider yourself lest you be taken by the same temptation. Right. And uh, so... I remember uh, Kenneth Hagan telling, uh, you know, that uh, he asked the Lord about that scripture, you know, and he, he said, I, I want to know how come we don't do that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He, because he was talking about uh, that Christian people, church people, church going people are the worst in the world to kill their own kind. Yeah. The crucify. Yeah. Them. You know, oh, if they mess up, they want mercy. Mm-hmm. But, Somebody else messes up. They don't want to give them no mercy, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> and uh, anyway, he was talking to the Lord about that. Says I, I want, and he quoted that scripture, you know. And he said, I want to know how come we don't do that. And Jesus spoke to him, and said the answer's in the verse. Mm-hmm. And he said, read it again. And he thought, well, I know, I know what it says. I just quoted. it. Yeah. And so he quoted it again, you know, read it again. And he said, I, I know what it says, Lord. I want to know how come we don't do it. Mm-hmm. He said, the answer in the verse. Read it again. He thought, can he hear what I'm saying? I'm asking it. I know what the scripture says. Mm-hmm. I want to know why we don't do it. And again, the third time the Lord said, the answer's in the verse.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Read it again. And so he said, I looked at it again, said, If you see a brother overtaken in a fault, you which are spiritual, he, hey, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, he said, My God, I see it. That means there ain't a spiritual yeah. one among the whole bunch of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's, uh, people make it, try to make it difficult yeah. to
0: serve God. And, and that's my, you know, I, I've seen that happen before and, and people, are, you hear what preacher so-and-so did, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't care what, and I don't mean, I don't care what he did as far as, yeah, I'm concerned for his soul or his walk, mm-hmm. but as far as do I need to know the detail? Mm-hmm. I don't care what he did. He works for God, just like I do. God corrects me. God can correct him, you know? And, uh, but you know, just like here, where. And, and I, I know we've blew past our time, but on verse 30, where he said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Yoke, that means what they would do in, in the old days with oxen is they would take a stronger, mature yoke or ox mm-hmm. and put a young one with it yeah. so that the young one could learn yeah. to how to what to do. Mm-hmm. And when we yoke with Jesus, well, he's, he's more mature. He's perfect in all ways. So when I yoked with him, it said the yoke is easy. Now, in Strong's Concordance, the word easy here denotes um, it's useful, it's pleasant, it's good. Here's one, it's comfortable. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be uncomfortable when you yoked with Jesus. It's suitable and it's serviceable. Mm -hmm. So when I'm yoked with Jesus, I'll be uh, of benefit to. To the community, to my surroundings. Why? Because I'm yoked with him, and it's easy. Mm-hmm. You know. And I think people just have to realize. And the burden that he puts on me is light. What is my burden? I want to spend time with him. Yeah. I feel sometimes. Yeah. Well, I ain't, I've got busy. Sometimes you can get so busy in yeah. church that you miss. You you walk Do away from in the, good things. Yeah. Really,
2: but but you've Mish lost that
0: because mm-hmm. he's a jealous God yeah. and they'll put that burden. You haven't been spending time with me. Mm. Uh, oh, I know. I got to get back in it. So, you know, I think we just need to under- let God worry about the world. Let G- cause we can't fix it and I can't worry and it make it better, but I give those things to him and trust him. And then I get rest. I get a yoke that is easy, suitable, mm-hmm. comfortable,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: beneficial and the burdens light. So now I'm not walking around bent over and wringing my hands and instead of wringing my hands and bent over now I'm standing upright with my hands lifted up because I know that my redemption draws nigh. When I worship and praise him, it helps lift that burden. And here's the thing. If my hands are up, you can't put anything on my shoulders. Why it won't fit because my hands are up. Mm-hmm. But if my hands are down like this, well, you can just yeah. throw a weight right over your shoulder. Yeah, you know. Um, real quick, uh, you know Tim Schofield yeah. it comes up. Mm-hmm. His dad, Les, he just put on here. Les Schofield uh, had a aneurysm. Mm-hmm. So let's let's pray for him right quick, and then we'll we'll close it out. But we're gonna pray. Pray for Tim and his brothers and sisters, but we'll pray that God can do a, not can, but will do a a, a healing miracle on his dad. Okay. And you you, you, you can lead it, yeah.
2: Okay. Father, right now, Thank we come Jesus. to you in the precious name of Jesus. Yes. And we come according to your word in Hebrews chapter 4. You said, let us come boldly, boldly. and yes. confidently before your throne that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Hallelujah. And so, Father, according to your word, we come in Jesus' name, yes. and we come boldly and confidently knowing yeah. that you hear and you answer prayer. And so, Father God, you also said in Matthew chapter 18 and verse 19, if any two shall touch yes. and agree on earth as concerning anything that they ask, it shall, shall be done for yes. them of the Father which is in heaven. Father, right now, Wes and I and Josh yes. and Les, uh, we, uh, Tim, right now we're we lifting up his father, yes. Les Schofield, Father God, and they say he's had an aneurysm. I, I don't know how severe it is, but I know it, it can't be good. But God, we know that with you, all things are possible. And your word says in Mark 9, 23, to him that believeth, all things are possible. Hallelujah. And so, Father, right now, we believe your word. We believe the stripes that was laid upon your back we are by which we are healed. Yes. First Peter 2, 24, who is own self by our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes we were healed. Yes, Praise God. The price has already been paid for his healing. And God, we pray for him right now. We lift him up. To you, yes, and Father. we ask for your healing mercies to be released into his life, into his physical body. And Father God, we pray for the doctors and nurses and yes. all that are attending him, <clears throat> and that you will give them wisdom that is even beyond what they know uh, in the medical field. But God, you would give them wisdom from above and that they will know exactly what to do for his benefit, and that will help him, and they can get this uh, aneurysm under control. And we pray for the family, Father God. We pray that you would give them peace, give them uh, confidence, Father God, and that he can come out of this, and that he will be made whole in the name of Jesus, and Father God, we will humble ourselves and we will give you all the praise, all the, praise. All the honor, yes. and all the glory. And thank we you, thank Jesus. you for that miracle in Les Schofield's life you, Jesus. right now in, the name, of in Jesus. the name of Jesus. And Lord, you said in Isaiah 20, uh, 46, verse 20, uh, 23, if to release something, to say something, that we may be justified. And so, Father God, right now, we speak healing, health, and wholeness over Les Schofield's life, and we fully expect to receive a miracle in the mighty name of Jesus. And we commit that to you, and we thank you for it. We give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise. In Jesus' Jesus' name, Amen, amen, amen.
0: Amen. I believe it's done. If you believe it's done, you watch it online, type amen in the comments. Listen, guys, we appreciate you. I know we've went a little bit long, but I'm going to tell you what, God's word is good, and we have a good time. Thank you for hanging in there with us. Listen, do your part of spreading the gospel. Like it, share it on your social media. You can send it through text to somebody. You know somebody that's carrying a burden they don't need to carry. And you could give them this. It can help clarify some things to them and release that burden upon the Lord. And he can put a burden on them that is easy and is light. So until next time, God bless you. Make sure you subscribe, too. You got to subscribe. We want you to be part of the family. Subscribe on here. And if you have any requests, you can send them to us. Let us know. And Brother Tim, we miss you. We believe your dad is healed in Jesus' name. Keep us updated, but come see us. We miss you, brother. Until next Wednesday night, y'all have a blessed one, and we'll see you soon.